that's something that we can learn from is that you don't have to, you know, write the word freelancer all over your website. You could say a creative entrepreneur or creative designer or, or just designer, you know what I mean? Yeah. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name is Charlie. My name is Femke and welcome to episode 53. And today we're going to talk about should you market yourself as an individual or as a studio? And so this topic is really coming from the, the place of being a freelancer and as an individual freelancer, you know, we kind of have two choices as to whether to position ourselves as an individual or to sort of give ourselves a bit of a brand and position ourselves thus as a studio. And I've kind of dabbled in both. So I think I've got some interesting things, hopefully, that will be helpful for people. And Charlie, you kind of also kind of just dabble on the first one of being an individual. So it'll be interesting to hear your perspective of that as well. Yeah, we've also got loads of really great tweets in for this one. So I'm looking forward to sharing them as well. How's your week, though? We just had our birthday last week, which was super exciting. How are you feeling? Um, Well, I'm a little bit sick at the moment, so that's not fun. But trying to push through and get some stuff done, working on a fun freelance project at the moment that maybe I'll be able to talk about later on. Um, Yeah, really enjoying it and just trying trying to focus on that and do the best job I can, despite being sick and having a lot of other stuff to do. Yeah, it's so cool that you have a freelance project on the go because I mean obviously you don't really freelance that much I mean this year you've only had a few right so it's cool that you've got something I keep saying I don't freelance much but then I keep getting freelance projects lately (laughs) um it's just been in the past few months like I've got another one lined up to to start on as soon as this one finishes even wow so that's cool too it's a much smaller one but still so maybe it's time to stop saying that you don't freelance (laughs) maybe it is (laughs) I think the thing is I don't actively search out freelance jobs, you know, like I'm, I'm not, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going out looking for them or trying to solicit that sort of project, but when they come to me, that's great. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's really, really cool. It's cool that you've got something going on. I'm trying to get ahead at the moment on my writing. I feel like I've said this before, but I really need to create myself a buffer for my weekly posts because I find myself just writing them the day before which as we know is not really the best position to be in so I really want to try and make it my focus for the rest of this month to get ahead in my writing and just also list out potential ideas for articles and things like that so that when it comes to writing I don't have to like sit there blankly for half an hour first thinking "Hmm, what should I write about and I can just pick something from, from the topic list. And you kind of do this with your videos, right? Like you have a list of topics that you can just pull from at any time? Yeah, I do. I've got, you know, a big brainstorm list and there's a specific method I use for brainstorming in order to help generate those ideas. And you know what? Should we do an episode about this later on? Yeah, because I think Because I think that we can talk further about, yeah, yeah, we can talk further about topics and, you know, content marketing as a designer. I think that would be good. Let's do it, huh? Yeah, let's do it. I love how we always get these like ideas for new topics in our little sort of pre-show preamble. It's great. Yeah, that was not planned at all, everyone listening. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'd be really interested to hear that because 
I mean, it's the worst to just sit down and like know that you have to create something because you've committed to publishing it the next day or whatever and people are expecting it and just having that sort of blank moment of, oh man, what what should I do? And it's not the best situation to be in. So I, I want to get more prepared and be able to just already pre-think things and be able to easily pull from that list. I feel like that will be much easier and much less stressful for me. It definitely will. So yes. Let's talk about that next episode. Cool. Episode 54. Come back next week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Today's topic though. Uh, So you've dabbled in marketing yourself as an individual designer and as a studio. I'd be really interested to hear what you started with and why you changed and I don't know, the the benefits or disadvantages you've found of each of those. Tell us your story, Fem. My story, okay. Back in the day, when I was a design student, I started getting my first freelance projects. And so I guess that's kind of the point when I first became a freelancer, so to speak. And so at that point, I was just an individual. Uh, but I don't think I even really had a website yet. I, I eventually did create one, but... I got my first client through Instagram. I think I may have told the story. Uh, And I was just an individual just helping out basically people around me, like people uh, at my work and friends and people from the local community and the network that I already had. And so that was just me being an individual. And then a couple years later, my my partner Owen is a web developer. He knows how to code, unlike me. And so we thought it would be smart if we kind of teamed up together and became a duo, so to speak, so that we could do web projects together. Because quite often, if you uh, want a website, you need both a designer and and a developer or a unicorn True. designer. <laughs> um, and so we thought, okay, well, there's two of us. And so we can't really position or, or I can't really continue positioning myself as individual me because now there is Owen and so it kind of made sense like without really even thinking about it really we were just like okay so we have to think of a name for ourselves and brand and position ourselves as a studio and so that's kind of what we did and that's where the apartment was born and we set up a website and I did a little logo and we had a name the apartment etc and we positioned it as a studio so it said Actually, I don't even remember what it said, but it was basically not really explicitly stating that there was just two of us on the homepage. It was really positioned as almost an agency, so to speak. And so we did that for a year. I feel like the story is getting long, but uh, no, no, keep going. We, we did that for a year. And, you know, over time, it became pretty clear that we weren't really positioning it to our advantage. Because what was happening is people were assuming that we were some like full on agency. And so we weren't really getting the the right briefs or briefs that we could physically take on based on our capacity because there's only two of us. And so people were coming to us with huge projects thinking that we had like a full fledged team, which we didn't. And so then it kind of became clear that it wasn't really working very well and it wasn't attracting the right type of clients and the positioning wasn't quite working to our best advantage. And so since then, we've kind of started to sunset the apartment and go back to both being individual freelancers and working that way. So this is interesting because I think that you could have done some work to change the messaging of the apartment and like make it clearer what types of clients 
you were getting through there, um, you know, to wait, wait, what type of clients you wanted to get is what I mean, um, in order to attract the right ones. But you've gone for this individual approach now. And I think it's also because, correct me if I'm wrong, but because so you can build up your own profile as well as a designer, because under a studio, you might not necessarily know the people behind it, right? You just know the studio name. So that's what's going to get known. And that's what's, yeah, that's what people are going to talk about. Whereas uh, marketing yourself as an individual, you build up your own profile as well. And that some people could see that as a selfish thing. But I don't. I think it's it's really good for us to to build our reputation, you know, and build our own personal brand. And I feel like marketing yourself as an individual now and really pushing hard on that front is going to get you like more speaking opportunities and things and clients who are really interested in working with you in particular rather than just needing a website and yours is the studio that came up. That That's just a feeling I have anyway. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I mean, I kind of got to the point where I wanted to sort of let my personality shine a little bit more uh, yeah. through the studio and I felt like I, I couldn't do that because I had to be super professional, like quote unquote professional. And I'm not saying that me being myself isn't being professional, but there's always sort of a different standard and level required there. Like, you know, when I'm doing things under the apartment, I have to keep it pretty PG, etc. because you never know who's seen it. And you want to be professional and smart and, and not offend anyone. Uh, but if I can just be myself, I mean... I think being yourself is like your greatest competitive advantage or your unique competitive competitive advantage because nobody can replicate that, right? Like you're you and you can bring something unique to the table. And I felt like the unique qualities or things that I have to offer, I couldn't really bring them to the table at the apartment because I was always representing like the brand, so to speak, rather than just being me and just being myself. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, I guess my reasoning for never having really marketed myself as a studio is because I've never seriously gone after freelancing, you know, I, I think that if I had decided that this is something I really want to do and something I want to get more work from, I probably would have gone down the studio route as well. And who knows now I might be making the same switch that you are because I do enjoy, you know, having my own personal brand be, be the brand that I work under, you know? And I know that that opinion isn't shared by everyone. And I know there's definitely disadvantages to that too. Like, I don't think you are going to get as big and juicy briefs, you know, as an individual, as a studio might, just because of that perception that a studio is more professional, they've got more resources, um, perhaps they've been doing this longer, who knows. So there is that, that sort of thing to think about too. Yeah, I think there's always this misconception that, like, studios are more uh like attractive to work with than an individual and so like I I've seen individual freelancers who position themselves as a studio and they say like we do this and and we've worked with these people etc and it's literally just that one person and so I think people kind of use that as a strategy to like get their foot in the door and sort of remove that bias of like discounting individual freelancers just because they're individual freelancers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. That's that's really smart too. It's a smart way of doing it. Um, and as long as you're clear with your messaging or whatever on the page, what types of projects you take on, then you hopefully won't have the issue that you, you guys were having with getting briefs that were, 
you know, a bit out of scope for because you guys were doing it part time well as well, right? Like yeah. alongside your your full time jobs. Yeah. I think it seems to be the way to go um, for professional freelancers to market themselves as a studio because of the types of clients they're going to get, perhaps. When you think of businesses, businesses are more likely to work with other businesses than, you know, this random individual. And I think that perhaps it's easier for them to get it past, you know, whoever needs to sign off on the hiring or whatever. If it's a studio and it it sort of seems like it's a legit company they're dealing with, not just just a person who might not know what they're doing. Yeah, I think it depends on the type of clients that you want to work with or or attract. Yes, good point. Like, obviously, if you want to do work for Coca-Cola, you probably want to be a studio, um, and unless maybe they're looking for, like, individual illustrators for some campaign or something, whatever. But if you want to do, like, a big, you know, advertising campaign for Coca-Cola, you you probably want to be a studio. Uh, but if you just want to, like, redesign the uh, menu for the local fish and chip shop down the road they're probably more inclined to go for a freelancer because let's be honest, it's often usually much cheaper and they don't have to get roped into like endless big important meetings and get things signed off all the time. And it's usually quicker and faster and easier just to work with one individual person. So I think it really depends on who the clients are that you want to work with and the types of projects that you want to do as well. Yeah, I think... If you can build a name for yourself and become well-known in your field and in your niche, then there's a big advantage to being an individual because if you're well-known, they're probably coming to your studio because of you anyway. So, yeah, I think you either have to be... To get the really uh, clients that you want, you know, the big um, important stuff or whatever, you either have to be well-known in your field and what you do or a studio, I guess, with a good reputation. Yeah, I also found, like, as an aside note, because I was doing quite a bit of content marketing, so, like, writing and things like that, doing that under the studio, I kind of felt like I was attracting two different audiences and it didn't really make sense. So I had, on the one hand, like, my portfolio, or our portfolio, I should say, and that was attracting clients to the studio. And then on the other hand, I had this blog that was... I mean, the content on there was mostly aimed for freelance, like other freelancers and other creatives and individuals that were creating things themselves. And so that was kind of like two opposing audiences that I was trying to attract at the same time. And it just got really confusing. But now that I'm just under my own name, uh, I can sort of position my website much more for other freelancers. And then eventually over time, I do want to bring my portfolio over there into my personal website to help you know attract new clients and stuff but so far I mean I don't have my portfolio on my personal site but I'm still getting client inquiries coming through so that's kind of interesting to me (laughs) yeah I'm pretty happy with that that shows that you've built a name for yourself you know you've built a reputation and when you you were talking about these two different audiences I don't think that they're that misaligned because companies or you know businesses looking to hire someone would come to your site and see oh this person is talking about freelancing talking about design they know their shit that's true they know they know what's going on and so they're a professional and I'll work with them even though I'm not gonna you know read from these articles and become a freelancer myself seeing that you know about all this stuff is, is important and it shows you to be an expert so I think that's why you're still getting inquiries because you're talking about 
the creative industry in that way and people see you as a professional, which you obviously are. Thanks. Uh, I was talking to someone a week or two ago about this exact topic really uh, they wanted to start freelancing and their sort of long-term play is to have their own agency and so eventually they do want cool. to hire people to you know work with them etc uh, but for now they just wanted to start like as themselves to you know get a bit of cash flow coming in etc test the water see how it goes and then bring stuff on eventually and his question like he was not really sure about whether he should from the get go position himself like straight away as the as the agency that he eventually wants to become or start as a individual freelancer and before i kind of give away what my advice was what would your advice be in that situation charlie i'm interested to hear i'm torn without knowing who this person is because i think that it is good to build up a reputation of yourself to start with you know, because that can tr transcend wherever you work. You know, your reputation is about you. Yeah. And it doesn't matter where you're doing the work. But also, why not start building up the name of the agency, you know, and and start establishing some clients on it. It'll make it much easier to hire people and to get more clients down the track. I don't know. What was your advice? Well, my advice was to start as an individual. And mm -hmm. there was another factor that came into why I why I advised that which I didn't mention but he was not yet at the point where he had decided on what his studio name was going to be etc so he was kind of like yeah like I'll need to come up with the brand and, and design it and the name and you know make this fancy studio website etc and you know after talking to him about it, it sounded like that was sort of holding him back that whole yeah, sort of like workload of having to do all of that and like know from day one, okay, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, I basically my advice was like, don't let that hold you back in starting. Like the most important thing that you should be focused on right now is building up your own reputation and like getting clients. And if figuring out the brand and design and whatever for your studio is going to hold you back from starting that, then don't focus on that right now and just get started as an individual building up your reputation and getting client work and then you can always you know iterate in public like in six months time once you're ready you can transition into being a studio you know like the most important thing is just to get started now and not let all of that overhead and and work hold you back that's really great advice and I hope that your friend takes that on that sounds really smart and you can make a big deal out of it too when you do launch the studio. It's going to obviously show that you're, you've been very successful with what you're doing, you know. Now you're needing to bring other people on board or whatever. Yeah, well that too. Because once you, when, when he is eventually ready to launch it, he'll have already built up, you know, some client base and some audience. So when he launches it, he'll actually have someone to launch it too, you know. Like there'll be people listening rather than just from the get-go now opening it and, uh, you know, no one really noticing yet because he hasn't, hasn't started freelancing. That's so true. So I guess would our advice be to people starting out uh, to just go with whatever you have, I suppose, and don't fall into the trap of, you know, having to come up with a brand and, you know, a studio name, etc. And, and don't make that your excuse and don't let that help you procrastinate, I suppose. Yeah, I think so. I think quite often we can get caught up and and that holds us back from starting something about just freaking out and obsessing over 
you know, how should I position it? How should I market it? And don't get me wrong, those things are very important. But if you're unsure, then I would just recommend starting as an individual and you can always change it and iterate as you go. That's something that I've really started to do lately with a lot of a lot of my projects is quite often things will hold us back from even starting and I think it's better just to start and remember that you can always change it you know if you don't like it or if something's not working you can always change it and there's no problem with doing that yeah exactly it's all up to you should we bring in some tweets now because there is a load of really interesting stuff from our listeners yeah and their experience on this so Millie says that this is a really relevant topic for her right now and that uh, she thinks the biggest difference in the, is the perception people have of you. Uh, she says she blurred the lines between the two with her own business by naming it after herself, but she's now repositioning as a studio and doing this because her end goal is to keep the business specific to a niche. So I guess, uh, I haven't looked out the name of Millie's business, but I'm going to guess that the name is something to do with a niche, which would make sense if you know, you're wanting to be specific. And she says, I believe the key is deciding which is best for you to get clear on the target audience you want to attract. I went back and asked Millie, uh, what do you think some perceptions are of independent versus a studio? And she said, studio, I'd say, is more perceived as a business where independent feels like it appeals more to other agencies looking for freelancers. So that's interesting. In Millie's um, perception, if you market yourself as an individual, you're more likely to be getting jobs where agencies, you know, need to hire outsourcers, I suppose, whereas a studio is more likely a business is going to hire you. What do you think of that? I don't know if that's true. And I only say that because I have never worked for an agency or done work for an agency, but I do have friends who are positioned as individual freelancers and they do do work for agencies, but not exclusively. So I don't know, maybe it depends on... The industry that you're in I, I don't know what Millie does exactly I think she means that um if your goal is to be able to work with agencies and on those sorts of big projects as an individual then marketing yourself as an individual freelancer is is how you're going to get those sort of like outsourcing jobs right I guess which makes sense because an agency isn't going to go and hire another studio no that does make sense to yeah for overflow I guess yeah that does make sense I'm also trying to decide in my head whether like obviously if you name your freelancing business as your personal name so like Charlie Prangley or whatever like you have I mean obviously that's you as an individual but if you just if you gave it another random name but still kept everything to like I do this and kept it quite personal would you consider that a studio do you understand what I'm trying to ask yeah I do know what you're trying to ask I don't know if I would. Like, how important is the name in this whole thing? Like, does that define whether you're an individual or a studio? Or do you think it's more than just the name of of what you call yourself or what you do? I think it is more than a name. I think it's also about your approach as well, possibly. I personally would feel like a studio would have more processes in place and perhaps... I don't know, um, be more equipped to deal with bigger clients than an individual freelancer would be. That's that's my perception of it anyway. I think it is down to how you communicate what you do as well. And I think as a studio, you probably offer more and it's less about you and more about, 
uh, the work or the niche, I suppose. Yeah. One one benefit to picking a name that's not your name, if you're going after a certain niche as well, is that you can name it something to do with that niche and that's going to be really good for SEO. Yeah. I just had that had that thought um, that, yeah, that's not something I've considered before. And I don't know if that is something that a lot of people think about when naming, you know, their studio or whatever they're going to do. Because often when we're starting out, we don't quite know exactly what niche we want to go after yet. But yeah, I think I think that is something to keep in mind for sure when you think about a name. If there is a certain niche, definitely think about the SEO behind it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Harmon said something interesting. They said, I'm doing both. I position myself as a studio and a freelancer. The freelancer business is for small stuff that I do for other bureaus and entrepreneurs and the studio part is for dream projects where I can have a big impact and want to do more of in my portfolio. Interesting. This is really clever, basically hitting both markets. I mean, obviously it's more work to position yourself as both because it means running, I don't know, I guess two different websites perhaps. Yeah, I want to know the logistics behind how they actually do this like I'm trying to picture it and I don't know what the picture would look like it seems like a lot of work that's for sure <laughs> yeah I mean I know of some studios or agencies that are you know just two people uh, and those two people themselves also have their own very big audiences and very good reputation etc and so it's like that is kind of both I guess although they always feed the work into the studio and not just through their individual like I'm gonna go and do this without the other person by myself so yeah that's true I think that um a studio as well can is is about the individuals that that make it up you know like uh, Sagmeister and Walsh for example right. both of those guys are huge names and you know they're they're big on their own terms but then coming together that's you know you just think they're unstoppable <laughs> Gabrielle says that she did the latter, which was uh, marketing as a studio, because she knew that eventually she wanted to create something that was bigger than just me. Right. And this is a really good point. I think when you market yourself as an individual, there's less chance to expand in the future, I suppose. Unless you do, like, you're going to have to make that pivot and turn yourself into a studio, I suppose. Well, I mean, you don't have to. There's no rules, right? But it would be weird if I hired someone else to work on Charlie Prangley. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah I think that'd, that'd be weird <laughs> yeah that probably would feel weird for you I mean this kind of ties back to what we were talking about before like the person that I was talking to about whether or not they should start as an agency or be an individual they were they were still unsure but it sounds like Gabrielle was pretty confident that she wanted to create something bigger so then in that case it makes sense to start yeah straight away as a studio especially if that's not going to hold you back from actually starting and you're feeling really confident and you've got a good plan in place and you know exactly what you need to do to grow and to get to that point uh, then then that makes sense I think yeah PT says that they've also tried both seems to be a trend here uh, says I brand myself as a studio because from my experience people see freelance with free capitalized and also it is expected that you will subcontract certain aspects of larger jobs than be expected to be the unicorn which is interesting because you found that people um, came to you guys expecting the full package right yeah so being a studio definitely does bring in those expectations I guess that we're just like a wonder factory that can do everything uh, when reali in reality we can't. Uh, but I also think it's interesting how 
you know, they said that they found that people thought that freelance meant free. And I feel like there's other things that you can do about this. And an example that comes to mind is Jessica Heesh, who almost comes up in every episode now, strangely. Uh, <laughs> she has always said that she hates the term freelancer, even though technically, by definition, she is a freelancer. She works for herself as an individual. She always has. And yet she she doesn't use the word freelancer anywhere on her website. She doesn't position herself as a freelancer. And she gets big butt clients like she's worked for Starbucks and multiple other really big name brands and I think that comes down to I mean obviously her professionalism and her skills come into play but also the way that she's positioned and marketed herself and so I think that's something that we can learn from is that you don't have to you know write the word freelancer all over your website you could say a creative entrepreneur or creative designer or or just designer you know what I mean yeah I hate the term creative designer I was yeah sorry when people say that there was a slip up I'm like, <laughs> like really is design not creative <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> Do one need to identify this <laughs> uh Eric joined in and said that he agrees with PT and that um he's found that a studio branding can help people take you more seriously even if it is just a one-person studio mm. so like in Eric's case he is a and he individually freelances, but his studio is called F dot F dot Studios. So that that's interesting. I wonder from Eric's perspective if he considers that a studio or not. It sounds like he does. Well, I would yeah, I would say he does, and because studios in the name as well. And it sounds like he's found that people take him more seriously now. I guess that he's working under that name rather than just as himself. And I I see what he means by that. Because I, I almost do too. I think being that he's F.Studios, it sort of seems like it's on the path to something bigger as well. Yeah. You know? Whereas uh, an individual on their own can only grow so much, you know, their business. But F.Studios could turn into something more. Like it's not just about the work that he does for clients, but also everything else that he does. You know, he's got uh, products as well. And I think, yeah having having a studio moniker for that really helps simon says my company is named after me so it has the benefits of personal branding but sounding like something bigger although it's only me i think that i did this when i started out as well i was like charlie prangley designs <laughs> and <laughs> so which i fancy. think is what a lot of people do yeah yeah yeah, I, I think there is benefits. I mean, there's pros and cons of each, right? But some of the benefits of having your own name is that it's, like, really clear. Like, this is the person you're working with. Uh, and you can you can build on your own reputation and your own report, you know. You can build your own audience and bring that into it. And the things like getting invited to speak at conferences, maybe, or writing articles and being a guest author on things, like, that all kind of feeds in and comes from the sort of personal brand aspect of it. Not to say that that can't happen if you position as a studio. I just think for me personally, in my experience so far, it's been easier to build that personal report of being positioned individually as opposed to when I was positioned as the apartment. Because it wasn't really clear from the apartment who, who I was or that I even really existed. Like, because from the front page, not literally, uh, it's just the studio and you don't really know straight away who's behind it all yeah I think that deciding you know if you're trying to decide whether you should market yourself as an individual or a studio it comes down to what your goal is with your freelancing 
like for me uh freelancing is not something i want to do full time i don't like the idea of the uncertainty of it and dealing with that many clients all the time and you know that's just, i don't know i enjoy doing it on the side but it's not something i want to do full time so it makes sense for me to market it as myself you know it makes sense for me to be an individual yeah who freelances rather than being a studio because i'm not trying to attract any work you know i'm trying to attract work from people who specifically want to work with me in particular and again that sounds really selfish but i'm hopefully you understand what i mean by that oh definitely that, you know i want to work with the types of clients who are really interested in what i do and you know really interested in the work that i've done in the past and that think that i could help them rather than needing a studio who specializes in this so we're going to go to, to the studio because i'm i'm not looking to to do this full time so i'm okay with i guess having less clients that way because i'm only interested in people who want me in particular yeah and that's a really good point like if you're positioned as an individual people are going to come to you for you personally and you know I had it when I was positioned as the apartment clients would literally say oh yeah we just googled like uh Amsterdam design studio and you came up and I don't know that I don't like that as much like it feels so much nicer and more personal if people if I know that people have come for me specifically you know it kind of sets the relationship on a better foot because you know that they want to work with you yeah and I think it's different types of clients will be after working with a specific person rather than yeah. with a studio yeah. you know and yeah like the studio working might suit someone else better but but for me being an individual is is working out well so far so I'm, I'm not tempted at the moment to to rebrand as a studio maybe if one day I decide I want to do freelancing full-time then then I would probably make that change yeah and the last tweet is from Rach, who said, I think it's a good idea to brand yourself as a studio, but you need to make it clear to clients that it's a studio of one. Otherwise, you may end up having to turn down really big projects that people may offer you thinking that you are a quote unquote studio. So this is exactly what was happening to me, right? Which is why I've since decided to reposition just as myself. Yeah, exactly. So you, you have to be careful with the way you brand it. And I don't know how I feel about uh, when people are just one team and they write from a we perspective, you know, I think that feels a bit weird when you do discover that actually there is only one person behind it, but they're talking about it themselves in the plural sense. It seems a little bit odd, but I can understand that there might be some clients that need to feel like they're working with, with a bigger company than it actually is. So if that's the types of clients you're going after, then, then it's probably necessary. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, there's no right or wrong way to do it but as someone who's done both I feel like for me personally and based on the goals that I had which were to grow my own personal audience and you know be a bit more of an authority in terms of writing about things that are impactful for me and others and building up that report based on that it made sense for me to sort of go in my own direction so to speak but you know your goals could be different maybe you do want to build it build your own team eventually or land those higher paying clients and those bigger projects and so positioning yourself as a studio then in that case makes more sense yeah exactly I think that's a good note to end on uh, if anyone else has any other advice to share or their own story to share about marketing as an individual or as a studio, please feel free to tweet us. We are at Design Life FM and we'd love to chat about it, as always. 
And if you enjoyed this episode, then you can head on over to iTunes and leave us a podcast review. That would be super helpful. Reviews really go a long way. Whenever someone discovers the show, one of the first things that they see is reviews. So it really means a lot to us. If you're enjoying the show, then please consider going and giving us a rating over there. Remember also that we've just launched our sticker pack, which is really exciting. So if you want to cover your laptop or your phone or whatever it is you stick stickers on with some fun creative side project related stickers head on over to designlife.fm slash store and pick one up for yourself see you next week charlie yep chat then bye bye bye